Hello, and welcome to the Accountability Coach Podcast, where we discuss proven business success principles related to helping you make more money, work less, so you can enjoy even better work-life balance and backrack here. Today, we have a special guest with us who I think you'll find to be a great resource for creating even better life-work balance so you can ultimately enjoy having your ideal business and ideal life. Daryl Woodhouse has appeared on 200 plus stages, workshops and conferences, live and virtually across 60 plus countries. From his experience, Daryl knows that a healthy life-work balance isn't just good for your well-being, it has a profound impact on business success. Daryl equips leaders and entrepreneurs with all they need to do to achieve more, work less, and avoid burnout. <laughs> Sounds good to me. So let's get started, Daryl. Thanks very much, Anna. I'm really pleased to be here uh, today. So thank you for uh, inviting me on the show. Sure. It's going to be our pleasure, I'm sure. So since starting your first business in 2012, you achieved seven figures in revenue within just a few years, winning many awards from innovation excellence and client success studies. Briefly, please explain what the major contributors were to you being able to accomplish such great success in a short period of time. And I know that's a big question, so <laughs> if we could focus on maybe, you know, some of the major key points that would help us, that would be great. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Anne. Well, yeah, the, the answer um, often surprises people, actually. Um, uh, but, but at a high level, the answer is uh, a, a determination and a, an ambition to be successful and to build a business that, that makes a difference and where our clients rave about the, the results and the impact we've had on their lives and on their businesses. Um, that's that's one big reason um, for, for our successes. And, and the other one um, was overworking for too many hours over too many days um over too many years um and that uh, yeah and and so you know there's no um kind of magic um strategy that that we used um to to get the business to a to a good start and no um uh, geniuses or, or intellects in in team a lot of hard work and a lot of overworking and uh, and that overworking determination um was always in me really from a younger age and certainly in my working career I embraced and, and nurtured that ambition during my, my earlier corporate career which helped me get to a, a national role in a, a FTSE 100 corporate um, for a, at age 26 but again I look back and it was it was long hours and um, and then I, I learned the hard way that long hours uh, over a long period of time isn't the best way forward and when I had a, a major burnout in 2016 um, and that's where uh, things changed for me eventually for the better but there was quite a shock to the system um, and I've taken that now to the stage as such to um, to raise awareness of others about overworking and the, the risks and burnout but actually to show people a way of being a, as successful as they can in their careers but whilst actually having a really great lifestyle and life work balance at the same time and it, and it doesn't involve overworking. Yeah that's a, certainly a good point so maybe you could share with us eight ways that we could boost a workplace productivity and well-being so we get an idea maybe of how to start running a business or start running or changing the way we're running our business to a better way where we have more well-being and not just overwork. 
yeah absolutely um well yeah this is the the thing that i kind of um realized i was i was always really um i guess uh we, we often talk about superpowers uh don't we in um in the sort of uh, thought leadership and coaching consulting world um so my superpower from a work perspective was always productivity clients colleagues um peers have always said to me Daryl, i don't know how you do so much stuff and how how you get yeah how you achieve so much and I say when I'm honest with people about it and you know a lot of it was overworking for and and too many sacri personal sacrifices and not having a good balance which uh, which uh, is is an important message that, that I want to share with people but so so being productive is about being really smart with how you use your time or the phrase smart working and uh, you know a lot of my clients call me the smart work coach and so it's one of the ways that, uh, that they seem to remember me uh, for and 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 they, there's this phrase that's been going around for a while you know you should always work smarter and not harder but my downfall was I was working smart uh, for years and um, but I was also working too hard for too many hours and so in more recent years, since coming back from my burnout and getting to a four day working week, um, effectively working half as much as I ever did before, um, yet being happier, healthier than ever, um, attracting better opportunities, bigger clients, nicer clients, um, a whole load of amazing opportunities um, and, 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 and having great well-being at the same time. And it, it was through that that I realized that if we really want to get the best from life and from work, there's a whole load of stuff we can do to proactively improve our well-being and I can share some tips for that in a moment as well um, and by taking better care of our well-being well firstly life can be sadly be too short so it's like make the most of every day while you can um, and enjoy all the good stuff but secondly working on our well-being self-care it indirectly makes us more productive because we're happier we have more energy we have clearer minds we come up with better solutions more easily to different problems and different opportunities and then if you then develop yourself in productivity skills and really nail smart working processes and using a range of tools and coaching for example not only does that proactively and directly improve your performance and your success and your productivity results but indirectly um, from being more successful and achieving more in less time and improving things like teamwork having a better life work balance routine that's improving our well-being as well we're reducing stress in the workplace we're helping teams to um, share workload and, and cover each other's backs better rather than working in silos which is particularly common in larger organizations for example and then some of these challenges have been heightened through COVID pandemic when you've then thrown in uh, the challenges for, for a number of uh, workers around the world who've had who've been forced to, um, for long periods of time now, uh, work from the same place that they're living, you know, and life and work is blurred into one. And especially for people with international colleagues and clients, you're then uh, managing different time zones and all of a sudden people are working, or a lot of people are working a lot more than they were before COVID pandemic, which um, of course, you know, more overworking creates bigger risk of burnout, which can cause a whole load of other problems as well. So the kind of tips I, that I like to focus on that seem to be a bit different from a productivity perspective, there's um, one little um, process I, that I use, which is my own, it's called the strengthener trio and 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 um to explain the strengthener trio and where it came from i i noticed this early back in my corporate training days 
typically, and it's still it's still rife today, uh, organizations uh, and, and leaders who are even very successful and have been around for a while, they do a lot of talk and focus on weaknesses. What are our weaknesses? How are we going to fix them or remove them altogether? Because these are real risks and threats to our business and our performance. Um, and I get that. And it's really important. But actually, if you're a betting person, it's uh, would you put your money um, and your resources on trying to improve your performance and your profits by 10% by focusing on those weaknesses? Or would you spend your time and resource on better leveraging your strengths? Now, considering that strengths are strengths for, a reason, for, for various reasons, uh, they might be our professional qualifications, they might be our superpowers, our natural talents, they might be things that we enjoy when we are doing stuff we enjoy and we're passionate about them. We tend to do them to a higher standard and in less time, so there's more productivity, greater energy goes into them. And, and it just always amazed me that uh, even today I'm, I'm meeting and talking to lots of Fortune 1000 executives, uh, FTSE 100 executives over here in the UK. And, in, and, and there's this massive focus on short term cost saving, maximizing short term profit and focusing on weaknesses. And so I don't say ignore weaknesses, but uh, but manage them in balance with, with strengths. Imagine a world where we're spending 50% of our effort and energy better leveraging our strengths and 50% on managing and mitigating uh, weaknesses, plus indirectly improving well-being because people are spending more time doing stuff they enjoy and using their talents. And the, the three components of the Strength and Trio are number one, look at your diary and your schedule for the next few weeks and challenge yourself to come up with uh, a number of ways, a number of actions, uh, a number of commitments to yourself to use those strengths that you have or that your team have um, on a more regular basis. And that can be simple, as simple as blocking in more regular time slots to use those strengths. And um, the second point in the trio is to overall increase the amount of time and resource you spend leveraging those strengths. That's the second part. And the third part and the final but most important part of the trio is um, challenging those existing strengths and, and saying, OK, right, much like our favorite Olympic heroes, anyone that's been watching the Olympics recently or any other sports athletes or teams that you support, they're really good at looking at their strengths and always figuring out a number of different activities they can undertake to get even stronger at those strengths whether that's getting uh, fitter, faster, increasing your insurance, um, and you know, so much inspiration and so much we can learn in the business world um, from sports people because they're really good at continual improvement. And, 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 a, and absolutely, they work on the weaknesses, but they massively focus on better leveraging uh, those strengths. Um, so that's the strength in the trio, and that's just um, to get the conversation going. And let's give you one example of um, some of the simple but highly effective approaches I, I, I like to share with people to uh, help them get, get more from work in, in less time um, and use their, their precious time much more effectively. No, I love that. I've always said, I mean, you can hire people to really accommodate you for your weaknesses, right? Mm -hmm. You can mm -hmm. partner with people, align yourself with people that do that. But to me, really focusing on your weaknesses generally is, to me, not a good use of time. Absolutely. So yeah. I totally yeah. agree that, yeah, really focus on your strengths and how do you get better at your strengths and really challenge yourself to use those. So I, I love all of that part of the trio. That's fantastic. So, Thank you, man. <laughs> 
Can you easily share what you call your perfect week planner concept and give us some practical and easy implementation tips? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, well, this is a, this is a good one. So the the perfect week planner is something I I, I developed uh, a few weeks back when, funny enough, is it before my as it actually starts starts back in my, my corporate days. We're going back more than ten years now uh, since I created this, and it was a time where you know I was very aware that I was working uh, too many long hours, too too many days a week through the weekends. You know I was not taking my full uh, annual holiday entitlement from my employer. Because I was so committed to my career and you know building a, a great future for my family and you know all of this kind of really good and important stuff. And uh, they got there was a few points before my my real burnout where I was like, hmm, my my my, my health is uh, definitely getting getting worse here, and I do need to slow it down a little bit. So I would just I would do just that. I'd slow down, cut my hours, take um, some proper weekends off for probably a month or so make myself feel better again and then guess what and then I fall back into old habits but it was at those points where I felt I was getting closer to a, a, some serious health issues that I um, created on one particular uh, day or weekend created the perfect week planner where I was like if I did have a, um, a clear schedule what would my what would my life my work routine look like and and it started with setting uh, um, stronger boundaries of when work would start and when work would finish um, and as I say, it, you know, hands up, I didn't really perfect this for myself until I was in recovery from the major burnout in 2016. So it's one thing coming up with an idea and a great intention. It's another thing applying it. And uh, yeah, so I just found that's an interesting point because I know a lot of people uh, relate to that challenge of, um, you know, you, you hear some good new stuff. Um, you're really excited about it. You know, it's going to make a difference. And then comes to action and you go back into the old you the the the, the you you were yesterday and you you fall back into reactive mode reacting to the day-to-day -day pressures of life and raising a family and managing your job your business and um, and, and on we go and so the, the perfect week, week planner it's been refined over the years and, and I've got a a template that I that I give to my clients um, and I use it in a lot of my uh, virtual keynotes as well uh, which I'm doing for for um, a lot of um, communities and, and corporate organizations at the moment and in the template there's there's a kind of a, a version one which is my example of a perfect week and how I set clear boundaries and a whole load of uh, hacks and techniques that help me to have much better life work balance much better well-being but also help me focus on that super productivity and then there's a blank version of the template and the idea is that this is this is how I approach it and this is what a perfect week could look like. Um, and now here's a blank template to not just copy mine, but to make it your own because everyone's different and everyone has you know different wishes for their lifestyle and different commitments and different things they want to do. And some of the um, some some examples of, of, of things that I include in the planner that as kind of principles or productive and healthy habits one uh, quite big but highly effective one is to treat your tasks like meetings so i'll illustrate this by saying if we have a meeting uh, with someone what 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 happens uh, ahead of that meeting uh, we tend to turn up for it um we tend to most of the time we tend to honor meetings because they're, they're in the diary they're a commitment uh, and so we turn up and so when i started capping how much time i'd spend in meetings 
um, and mapping alongside those diary gaps and meetings, planning in sensible blocks of time for different other tasks, responsibilities, activities I needed to do in, in various roles um, in, in my own business as well. When I did that, I found that my to-do lists were getting a lot shorter or were shorter more consistently as well. I was less anxious, I was less stressed, um, I felt more in control. There was never a mad rush at the end of the day to, to wrap things up. It was it was at the end of the day was much more calm and and my productivity overall just went up massively and um, because I was I was I was much more carefully planning my my time into kind of blocks and I wasn't just planning meetings and and a, a different way to look at this is you know I'm sure a lot of uh, our listeners can relate to uh, this either directly or through colleagues during COVID pandemic especially through the lockdowns there seems to have been a trend towards people spending a lot more time on Zoom and in meetings. Um, and that's causing Zoom fatigue and a whole load of other issues as well. And there's this also thing of people kind of wanting to spend more time in video meetings during isolation because they are bored, they're isolated, they're missing social interaction. So then we've kind of almost gone too far with embracing video communication. And then by having all of those or having too many meetings, we've not allowed enough time to do all the other stuff effectively and properly in our day jobs from you know, strategy planning to developing our teams to planning for the future, you know, finance planning, reviewing our, our quarterly and monthly results and comparing past trends from our marketing spend and activities to figure out how we can make the next period and the next campaign even more effective. Um, things that we, we all know we all know how to do this stuff. We know it's important, but it tends to go on the back burner when we're being reactive to day-to-day -day pressures and short-term focus, and when we're allowing our time to be given away so easily by having too many meetings. And then a second uh, tip or best practice that, that falls into the perfect week planner um, around meetings is taking back uh, more control over those meetings and going back to um, the, the world we used to have a, um, a, a while a while back where we would always have very clear agendas going into a meeting we'd have very clear objectives against each of the agenda points there would, before the meeting there would be clear guide on how much time has been allocated for each agenda point so that we can, you know, we've got a time and we'd have a timekeeper in the meeting to help us stay on track and keep people focused. And and then um, making sure that, or also making meetings shorter as well. Uh, and I, um, I I read this in a book somewhere a couple of years back that uh, some, some guy was recommending 15 minute meetings. And I was like, wow, my meetings on average are like one hour, 15 minutes. Um, I don't see how I can shave a whole hour out of those meetings. I was a bit skeptical, but you know, one day, I guess when I, I needed to relieve some time pressures in my, in my schedule, I was like, what else can I try? What else can I do? And I was like, okay, maybe I need to try this. But rather than going straight to 15 minute meetings, I started off with um, 50 minutes, uh, five zero meetings. And then when I found that okay, all those meetings were just as good as the ones I had before, if not better, and I was getting more time back and I was finishing work earlier. I was like, okay, now I'm going to try 40-minute meetings. And then I went down to 25-minute meetings. And uh, again, consistently, I've just always seen and felt that, you know, I'm working less, um, yet I'm actually being more productive and I'm having better quality conversations, better outcomes. 
and so in summary when i when i when i tested this you know i was you know got down to 25 minute meetings and there's some meetings that obviously need to be longer but generally speaking uh you know many of them were 25 minutes and i've you know since then i've been working a lot less i had a lot more free time um i've had more energy better well-being living life more enjoying my work more um, and yet my uh, performance hasn't dropped it's increased you know and i'm having even more success and then applying this for clients as well they're finding the same thing you know and then you, there's a kind of a whole load of um multiplier effect then when when we then blend in some of my other tools and the app i developed and whole load of other stuff to help people use that precious precious time more effectively and we we see this all the time and even in very successful organizations and very successful people and uh, we give our time away too easily and and productivity skills um, it's not it's not really something that's in the education system it, it tends to be something that we kind of hopefully learn for ourselves on the job or maybe later sorry later on in a career we um you know we come across a, a keynote speaker or a training course and we and we hone those skills and I love the concept about treating tasks like a meeting because I always tell my clients that, hey, when you're putting things in your diary, you need to make sure that an appointment with yourself is just as important as an appointment with a prospect who is going to give you money. When you put your tasks or activities in your calendar or diary, you're basically saying, hey, this is an, this is an important appointment, even though it's with myself. You want to treat it like an appointment with a prospect who's giving you money. So I love that fact. Another massive one I'm, I'm really willing to share because it's easy for anyone. One of the probably quickest and biggest hacks I've got on um, getting more from my time is to do a touch typing course. Touch typing course, I did, I did, um, did one online a few years back. It was about 10 hours of my time. You do it in your own, at your own pace. Um, so even just like one hour a week um, was kind of recommended. Um, and I, you know, I was able to double my uh, typing speed. And bearing in mind how much time most of us spend, you know, writing emails, you know, type, generally typing, you know, add those hours up over a week, over a, over a year, over several years. That's a whole load of time you can get back if you can imagine you can double your speed. And uh, yeah, so I've shared that with um, a number of people now and they're like, oh, wow, yeah, I've never done a touch typing course. I just type at my own natural speed. But there are there is some um, like um, learn to play an instrument. There's some technical skill um, required to and, and certain technique to improve how we type and how to do it more quickly. So isn't it great if, if, if you've not done that before, go out and do a, a touch typing course. Uh, I think it was like uh, less than $150 um, to do this course um, and then when you consider the hours saved and the, the weeks and the months saved um, and probably more over a lifetime that's $150 very well spent yeah that's really good I'm uh, I don't know sad or sorry to say that I'm old enough that we had typing when I was in high school mm, so, wow. so yeah so I've always been able to type about 100 words a minute so for me yeah, I'm already good with the typing speed on that, but I can see how if you're not, because yeah. a lot of people are two finger, I guess, yeah. typers. Yes. And that really could significantly reduce your time to 
to take a typing skill. Also, speed reading. You know, I always said, gosh, I spend oh, so much time reading crazy. things. Yeah. You know, that, that there's there has been for many, many, many years speed reading courses mm -hmm. and yeah. that can significantly reduce the time it takes for you to read things. Because yeah. that was one of my biggest things was I felt like I was reading too slow and wanted to get through things quicker. So I uh, took a speed reading course and I still could improve a lot in that area as well. But all these little things, these ancillary things that sometimes we don't think about, like typing or reading. Yeah. You can significantly get time back from that. Uh, and when you're talking about the 15 minute meetings that you read about and how you reduced your time in meetings, um, I was working with a client many years ago and he said, I shortened my meetings because, and these were in-person meetings, everybody stood up, nobody sat down. <laughs> so it helped because, yeah. you know, they're standing up. It's like, I just want to go back to my desk. I just want to, yeah. you know, get out of here. So if everybody's standing up, it's like a huddle. You know, so everybody's standing yeah. up, going through whatever it is that they want to have a conversation about and then, you know, going back to your office. So standing up was able to help him in his office really reduce the time in meetings as well. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Any other words of wisdom that you'd like to share with helping us maybe reduce overwhelm or stress or being more productive with our time so we can enjoy healthy life work balance? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, 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 one example that seems to come up a lot in a lot of my my workshops and, and my one to one client work as well, actually, um, is um, uh, helping people to uh, say no more. Um, and, you know, a, a lot of us, we, we like helping people. We like being uh, supportive, you know, and um, and so we do naturally uh, want to say yes whenever anyone asks us for help or asks for some of our time and also there's a, a, a guilt a lot of us have and this is something I have massively I'm, I'm, I'm a big one of this I feel guilty if I say no because I feel like I'm not being helpful but um, you know sometimes we have to look after ourselves uh, a bit better first to be in a better position to better help others and that's a bit like um, when we're allowed to uh, fly uh, more freely again uh, subject to, to, to COVID one of the first things the cabin crew say on the um, on the safety instruction, uh, whether that's a, a live demo or, or a video they get you to watch, they always say in the event of an emergency, please ensure you put your own oxygen mask on first. Um, if you if you don't, you know if you put your um, I don't know your, your child's uh, mask on first, then you're not you know there's a good chance you're not going to be alive to 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 help them. Whereas the temptation is yeah absolutely you put your child's mask on first. So um, that saying no more often, it, that's a, a kind of a bit of a, a call to action there about protecting our time um, much better. And to ease that guilt, I always just say, um, explain why. Um, uh, no, and I'm, I'm really sorry, I can't help with that right now because I've, I've, I've got a really strict deadline to complete this project for ex-client or ex-colleague. Uh, it's, it's quite urgent. Would it be possible um, if we talk about your your challenge tomorrow at two o'clock? Because I've got a I've got a 30 minute window, uh, sorry, 25 minute window in my diary. <laughs> now it's amazing how most of the time, absolutely, people when you explain the why and just take you know a couple of seconds just to add an, a sentence rather than a straight no, people then understand and it also helps them get a better understanding of what's going on in your world. So it's good for like team morale and team building and 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 stuff like this. But um, in the time that they've then had to wait t 
till tomorrow afternoon, um, most of the time when we've tested this and implemented it, um, most of the time people um, will, will go and solve the problem for themselves because they've had some more, because we tend to ask for help in the moment. We don't tend to take, and we want to get to get it off the to-do list. We want to cross it off that list. So uh, by being forced to have a bit more time to perhaps reflect on it, um, people then will, will come up with their own solutions. And the way you can coach people further on this is to say, and when we have our meeting at two o'clock tomorrow, um, I want to share a technique I picked up on on this amazing co podcast that I was listening to only the other day. And what I'd like you to do is when we have our meeting, talk me through the problem. And I'd like you to talk me through three different solutions that you've come up with. And I want you to share your recommendation from which you think is the best of the three solutions with an explanation on why. By giving them that process, so it's one problem, three solutions, one recommendation, you're teaching them kind of uh, self-coaching, um, self-reflection, problem-solving skills. You're kind of forcing them to think for themselves, which is a massive way of, of saving time for entire teams and workforces, because um, it is a massive problem, actually. And... Um, and, and once they've, and, and sometimes especially if people have some confidence issues, which is also quite common and, and very normal as well, actually. And I think sometimes to, to be humble is actually quite a nice quality. But once they've done that process um, a couple of times and they've talked you through it and they've talked through their recommendation and then you've agreed with that, that then helps their confidence further. So it better equips them to you know, have more belief in their own thinking and, and their own uh, problem solving skills. Um, so, again, they can become much more self-sufficient and it also then helps them to better serve other people that might need their help um, and, and getting more from that precious time again. Yeah, it really helps them be an even more valued team member, for sure. Yes. Yeah, and I, I talk to my clients always about, you know, working by appointment only as much as possible. That means internal as well as external or yes. in-person or virtual. So, you know, there's certain times when you can schedule appointments in my diary or calendar and you don't get interrupted because you're right, interruptions and distractions plague most offices, whether it's the onesie twosie emails, the, you know, if you're live and in person, walk, somebody walking in on you, all those sort of things. So if you really teach everybody to work by appointment only, it saves enormous amounts of time. And just Definitely. even that one, that one concept alone can be worth its weight in gold for sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I um, I actually created a strategic thinking model that kind of walks people through how to solve their own questions, issues, problems, whatever you might call it. Just for that reason, when you tell them to come back with, you know, ideas, you know, specifically laid out, I just have a like a one sheet page called the strategic thinking model that I created that helps them actually complete it. So when they come back to talk to you, they actually have it filled out. And over time, they learn to just, like you said, do this on their own. And so you get less and less interruptions or distractions yeah. because now they're an even you know, more valued team member because they can solve their own problems. So super good, good comments for our listeners to really help them significantly get more of their very valuable time back because we can't get more of it. So we have to use it very Absolutely. wisely. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah. How would you like to, um, is there something that you'd like to offer for listeners that they could connect with you or? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I like to think of myself as a as a, a collaborator and an open networker. So any any listeners who would like to hear some 
um, fresh ideas, knowledge, uh, and, and tools for getting more from that precious time. Um, you know, hacks, tips for improving well-being, life-work balance, and even more importantly, optimizing performance and productivity at work. Um, I'm very happy to have um, an explorative one-to-one. -one. Probably the best ways to contact me really are through my personal website, uh, darrellwoodhouse.com, um, or um, come find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm the only Daryl Woodhouse that comes up on the search. And yeah, come and connect with me, follow some of the videos and uh, and, and uh, research and tips that I post on, on LinkedIn. Um, and, and send me a private message on there and we can we can chat you know maybe you've got some uh, problems or challenges or uh, even burnout concerns for yourself or uh, for some of your colleagues um, that you'd like to chat through and explore you know I've got some fantastic uh, solutions that can make a big difference and um, yeah I love helping so it's always great to hear from people that, that are open to it. Yeah, you've already shared some great tips here that hopefully people will implement. And then to have even more is is fantastic. And just for everybody, Daryl's name is spelled D-A-R-Y-L. So it's Daryl Woodhouse, W-O-O-D-H-O-U-S-E dot com. So I just want to make sure that they because there's different ways to spell Daryl, that they got the right, right way to connect with you on the various platforms and on your website as well. Well, I appreciate you being here with us and, and giving us your valuable time to share some great tips that are going to help everybody really be even more successful. Yeah, thanks so much, Anne. It's been a pleasure, and uh, and I've, I, I love the the great work that you're doing. So um, thank you as well for, for for what you're doing for the world. Yeah, no, I'm 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 in the boat with you. I just want to make a difference for people and those that really want to go to their next level. You know, that's how you help them is just make a difference and one person's life, you know, day after day after day. That's all we can do, right? Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> all right. Best. Cheers. Thank Take you, Anne. All the best. Well, my hope for our time together with Daryl is that you got value and an idea or two that will help you be even more successful professionally and personally. Feel free to share my podcast with others as they can be found on most podcast platforms and in most English-speaking countries. And if you'd like to get a short daily fix from me, Subscribe to the Accountability Minute, which also can be found on most podcast platforms and in most English speaking countries. And always remember to aim for what you want each and every day. Until next time, make it a great day today and every day. I appreciate you listening.